one thing I've learned is that when you put yourself out there, you gotta be willing to take the heat that comes back. If you have a strong opinion or opinions about certain things, you gotta be willing to know that people will come after you because they think a different way. Welcome to Ridley Speaks. I am your host, Carlos Ridley. And in this episode, I really just want to talk about things that are happening in the country right now. You know, we've we've all kind of settled back and reviewed, discussed the things that happened at the Capitol. And there are a lot of emotions that are going around and it's all based off of fear. And I just want to sit and talk a little bit. I know in the past I said I wanted to kind of stay away from kind of like the hardcore political um, categories that we discussed a lot in season one. But I felt it was very important for me to just sit back and for a moment, let's let's assume or let's let's pretend like there are no politics in this country. And let's just really talk about people. And let's really talk about people and their feelings and how they're feeling on two different uh, areas. And we all saw what happened at the Capitol and one side of the fence is, you know, it's, it seems like it's, it's no big deal. It's okay. Um, You know, there was no, you know, real harm or intent for harm or anything like that. And then you have another side of the fence and I'm not talking about political fences. I'm just talking about ideology. There's another uh, train of thought or group of people that look at this and are in fear and bringing back up facts that, you know, this country is still a long ways away in terms of like race relations. Right. And whether you agree or disagree, it is it is there. Okay, people have feelings and people disagree with those feelings, uh, but disagreeing doesn't mean that they're not there. And so what I'd like to do is just just have an open discussion about how people are feeling based off of events that happened, why they happened, who's at fault. And then this idea that I've touched on a lot, specifically in season one, about taking off the shoes that you are in. And putting on the shoes of another person or another group, looking through the lens at how they look at things and trying to understand why they may feel the way that they feel. And so I was in a very heated, strong conversation with a friend that I respect a lot. And, you know, we have these conversations a lot about different things and particularly the uh, case of the Capitol. We, we kind of talked about it the day that it was going on and we kind of re- reminisced and uh, brought up a future discussion. But the conversation really started out very heated and it was very strong in that um, the things that I said to this person was just brought up that I didn't really care or understood the feelings of, of them and of people of color. Now, for those of you that don't know me or have not seen me, I am a person of color, Uh, a black man. Uh, And this person, my friend is also black. So in the context of, uh, you know, the K 
capital and what happened and the the response back from the person was I always go and try to attack Democrats and I never say anything about Republicans. Now, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that that's not entirely true because <laughs> I go after both sides because I'm neither Republican or Democrat. And I've stated that several times in different uh, podcasts. But what I wasn't doing was taking a step back and actually hearing what she was saying in terms of how I come across in terms of do I actually understand what I'm saying and who I'm saying it to. And in my defense, this person I'm looking at as a very strong person, very accomplished person and who can overcome anything. And in my assumptions, and I do this a lot with a lot of people because I see the power that other people have that they might not see in themselves. And I want it for them so bad that I'm like, you're better than this. You can overcome this. You shouldn't feel that way. You should be this and you should be that. And it's like, whoa, hold on a minute. You you know, for myself, I've gotten to that point in my life where I'm not in fear of anything. I fear no man but God. That is my ultimate statement in terms of fear. But not everybody has that mindset that I have. And it's okay because not everybody's me. I'm only me. And other people are within themselves. And sometimes it takes time for them to really find themselves in terms of that power. Sometimes it never happens. And that's okay too, because it's a free country. They can be who they want to be. And it's not up to me to judge, you know, how they are or who they become, right? My role in their lives and anybody else's life is to be their support, to help, to mentor, to lean on if needed. They call on me. I'm there. That That's my job with people. And so just to kind of fast forward this conversation, it's really once I really, really step back and here's 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 the the side that I want to express first. OK, and this is not meant to be a black versus white conversation podcast. It's not about that. It's about how people feel and if people are heard. And so there is a real fear in the black community or people of color that the events that happened at the Capitol represent a call to action for those groups that don't necessarily like or want people of color or black people in this country or to have anything in this country or to want them to continue to be suppressed. Now, you can agree or disagree. And I'm not here to debate that. I'm telling you how people actually feel. Okay. This is how people actually feel of what the capital incident represents. Okay. People are in fear that this is a show of we are here. We are the majority. We can do this at any time. And at any time, watch yourself, watch your back, because if we want to pick you off, we have the means to do it. Now, you can either believe or not believe that that is actually true, but that is in the hearts and minds of a lot of black people or people of color. And so in doing so, when an example, I come across and say, well. The Democrats want to impeach Trump with a week left in his presidency because X, Y, Z, I don't want to get into all X, Y, Z. I 
automatically go to, well, it's political why they want to do it. But regardless of if it's political or I feel, Carlos Ridley, feels that it's a political attack to go against him, what's being received on the other end from my comments is that I'm always attacking this particular group and I'm never putting accountability on people that the accountability needs to be on. I'm not putting accountability on Trump for exciting this mob. I'm not putting any accountability on the Republican Party because I'm always attacking one other group. And so after a few back and forth, I had to like take a step back and say, hey, am I really doing that? Am I really not talking or condemning the things that happened at the Capitol? Well, in the last podcast about dwelling on a negative, I did. And in conversations, you know, with people that, that for anybody going and doing anything like that, it's just stupid. It's idiotic. There's no excuse. And the people that were able to be caught, whether it's on film, they should be persecuted to the highest degree. Prosecuted. I said persecuted. Prosecuted to the highest degree that they are that it's legal, right? And in no means do should anyone do that. I don't care what side of the fence, I don't care what color you are. It's just plain old stupid. And this notion that, you know, Trump excited it, um, it's his fault, he called for it. I personally have two ways of thought with that. One is... There is accountability for any president of the United States to protect, to serve, and to do what's right for the best of the country. And I feel that the president did not do all he could to ensure that the things that happened while they were happening didn't do his job, his duty, to stop what was happening at the Capitol. Now you say, Carlos, well, he could have said something and they might have ignored him and just continued to do it. That is possible. That's that's a valid statement. But at the same time, you're sitting back and you're not doing or saying anything because you're having a self-pity party because, quote unquote, the election was stolen. So you're just going to sit and just watch. And yes, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with then stupidity, people taking among themselves to say, we're going to go break enter and to a government building like the Capitol and do harm to the Capitol building all because you feel like something was stolen from someone that you don't even know. who really doesn't care about you. But in that name, you're going to go and do X, Y, and Z. Now, I don't blame president for the stupid people. I blame the stupid people for being stupid. There's accountability here. We're talking about accountability. I think the president has an accountability to ensure that he does everything he can to prevent that from happening. And also I have there's accountability for people that actually executed what they were doing. 
You have accountability. We all have accountability. Doesn't matter what race, what gender, what um, economic means you have or don't have. We all have accountability to each other and to this country. And when those things are broken, then there's consequences. Now, going back to the example or the conversation about black Americans or people of color in this country and the fear that a lot of. I want to say us, I don't have the same fears, but in this context, us have based off of the actions that happen. And there are a lot of people who just disregard the fear that their fellow Americans have because they've planted themselves on a political fence. The reason why there's so much of an uproar and there's so much negativity streaming through everything is because people are in fear. And that's usually the case with everything. There's a fear of something. But in this case, people are in fear of their lives because they feel like at any point in time, people can just decide that they're going to gang up and then just go start picking off people of color because that's their right, because they can. And so when I took a step back and thought about how I approach people in general, specifically when it's anything to do with politics, it's such a slippery slope that I personally am not taking the time to think about the audience and who I'm speaking with and then understanding how they feel or what they're going through at the moment. Now, my podcast, as I explained to to my friend, I have the ability to say and express whatever I want to without immediate agree or disagree. And I found that in my life, specifically now, that being a quote unquote conservative, but being black and being conservative has a stigmatism against it as I'm this radical Republican. And I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent who has conservative views. I also have liberal views. Thus, I'm an independent. But as a viewed conservative in whatever way they view me in their lens, I come off a certain way. I come off a certain way because I have issues with the Democratic Party and I let those be known. And in this particular instance, in the majority of the time, the people that I'm talking to are part of the Democratic Party. So they automatically feel like I'm in attack mode as soon as something politics come up. And for me, it's just like, no, I'm just I'm just speaking my truths, but I'm not being sensitive to what other people feel and do. And I think as a whole, the majority of the country is doing the same thing because it's like we don't care if people are scared. We don't care if people are in fear. The election was stolen. We need to do something about it. But it's not always about what's stolen or what you should do about it. Sometimes it's about just caring for your fellow human being. Understand how they're feeling. Put yourself in their shoes. But we're too good for that in this country. We're too good for it. It takes too much time. It takes effort. All these things and these principles and values that we allegedly are supposed to stand on, hard work doing what's right. If it doesn't 
give us advantages, then we want to steer away from them. If it's not in our favor, then we want to steer away from them. And so I've spoken to a lot of people. I've been in conversations and been cursed down left and right for my views. I've been slandered and chopped up field dress by a lot of people, including people I'm close to, because they view me as this radical, quote unquote, Republican, and they don't actually hear what I'm saying. But to them, because I come across in in an attacking way, even though I'm not trying to, but that's the way they perceive me, perception is reality. They get defensive and then the arrows and the darts and the machetes come out. And for a long time, I was like, I understand, like, you want me to think like you. And then if I don't think like you, you want to, you want to, you know, kill me. But what I've realized in a short amount of time, and a lot has come from this conversation with a close friend is you got to know your audience. And I've always said this to a lot of people, learn how people like their coffee. And the sooner and quicker that you can learn how people like their coffee, obviously it's a metaphor the faster or quicker you can be able to have meaningful dialogue. And they may not still agree with what you say and that's okay, but at least you know the form in which you, you fight in. And in this conversation with my friend, it was heated and it stayed heated until I took the time to say, Hmm, there's a point here. And I explained, Hey, I am who I am. I'm not going to change who I am to pacify somebody else's um, agenda or the way they feel I should talk. Rather that I am going to be more conscious of who I talk to and how I say it, because there's going to it's going to spark emotions regardless. And I need to be aware of that. And so once I did that, the dialogue became more civil. It became more respectful on both sides. I was understanding where this person was coming from and the reasons why they have the fears. And it made a lot of sense to me. For me to kind of check myself, self-check and not change my views, but change how I view people that are dealing with different things versus how I would deal with them. I'm a person that looks at what happened at the Capitol and then all of the people that ascended on the Capitol. I look at it totally different in terms of the fear. Like I said, I fear no man but God. But if there were people to try to come at me in a hostile way, be ready to get down because it ain't going to be clean. It's not going to be clean at all. So I don't fear. I don't fear at all. And in any attempt that I don't make it, I don't make it. I live the great life. But I'll let God control all that. And so just swiftly transitioning over to the mindset that so what they feel like that the election was stolen and something should be done about it and all the other stuff that comes with that. Remember when you were growing up and your parents said, hey, you win some, you lose some. 
And sometimes that is not fair because of the way you lost. And a lot of the talking points and talking heads is that the election was rigged, it was stolen, thus something has to be done about it. Well, there is voter fraud on both sides of the party in every election, everyone. And whether you feel like the election was stolen or not, and I'm not going to tell you that you're right or wrong, but if you believe the election was stolen by the Democrats, then it was stolen by the Democrats. But you can't go and just create anarchy in the country because all that does is causes more issues. You put your shoes on, you strap them up, and you try to be better next time when the next election rolls around. See, we can say whatever we want to. We can say election was stolen. We can say that anything. And you may not have a leg to stand on. You got to have proof where you say, well, there's, de- there's definitely proof. Okay. There's proof. All these courts said no. And we move on. Cheating is a part of life, whether we like it or not. And I'm not here to say that there was or there wasn't, because I don't know. I can come up with my own assumptions and I can speculate. But I don't know. But that beside the point, that's not the point. The point is the now, the, the today, this moment. We have Americans upset about an election. And then we have Americans that are upset and fearful for their lives because it seems like people are going to or out to now get them because things are now moving. We want to impeach. We don't want to impeach. If there is an impeachment, then there's going to be this uprising. If there's this uprising, people will fear that they're going to be targeted. Like, is anyone really, truly worried about the country itself? Or are we only worried about ourselves? Are we only worried about what we want versus what is the, 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 the good of the country? Scaling the walls at the Capitol building and bum rushing it, it's not what's good for the country. Not speaking out about it and trying to stop it as soon as possible. It's not good for the country. Trying to get political gain or seize an opportunity because we're in this situation. It's not the best or the good of the country. It's just not. And so if you're listening to this and you find yourselves on one side or the other, listen to this. Listen. You might learn something that that's it. That is the statement. Listen. And you might learn something.
this entire season, this entire year, I'm talking about positivity. How can we take negative things and turn them into positives? It all starts with the individual. It doesn't start with the government. It doesn't start with any any entity. It starts with the actual individual. It starts with you. It starts with me. Look yourself in the mirror. How am I contributing to chaos? And I'm not talking about bum rushing the capital. I'm just talking about your aura, your vibe, your synergy, your being. When you look in the mirror, are you contributing to it? Are you contributing to chaos around your home, around your family, around your friends? In any way, it doesn't have to even deal with what's going on politically. Are you a disruption in the force? And I'm not talking Star Wars. Are you the time bomb that's walking around your clique, your group, your community, and always being negative and always talking negative and always doing negative things and always doing X, Y, and Z to excite the crowd, to incite the crowd? A la Donald Trump, as a lot of people think. Are you doing that within your own community? Like, let's stop the complaining and do something. If you see your fellow human, your friend, your family, your coworker, and they're in fear of, they genuinely have things going on. Reach out to them. Let them talk to you. Don't get offended if they disagree what you say. And that's vice versa. If you're one of those people that are really having a hard time emotionally right now because of what's going on, let people contribute to you, but don't just jump down their throat if they disagree with some of the things that you agree with. Come to a common ground, support each other, love each other, be a stand for each other, that there are a lot of bad things that are permeating around the country. And it's like that all the time. But what can you do about it? What can you personally do about it? The first thing you can do is be positive. The second thing you can do is be understanding. And these are in no particular order. But the third thing is just listen. Listen to people. I didn't say agree or disagree. I just said listen. I had to do the mirror exercise where I said, I am coming across a certain way and I'm not thinking about the group that I'm actually speaking to. Regardless if they fire off on me and backlash and all that stuff, they're doing that because they feel like I'm not listening. And I learned that today. Now, that doesn't change my thoughts and my views, but it does give me a foundation to listen, to hear, and to understand. So what are you going to do? Are you going to listen? Are you going to understand? Are you going to Step into the shoes of someone that's different from you just to understand where they're coming from. You don't have to agree with what they ultimately say, but can you understand where they're coming from? 
today was that renaissance for me. I'm going to take that and keep moving on. Going to continue to be me. Going to continue to believe in the things that I believe in. I'm going to be. I'm going to continue to say the things that I feel I need to say. Continue what Ridley speaks means and stands for. But I'm also going to listen and put myself in the shoes of others that I might disagree with, so I can understand and feel where they're coming from. That's how it's going to be. So. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you continue to listen on all the different social media channels. Again, I just put season one and now season two is on YouTube. So you can find me at Really Speaks on YouTube. Please subscribe, share. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Until next time, and like a thief in the night, I'm gone.